Suspend your disbelief. Let yourself be led down a path into the world of the paranormal, where ghosts, shadow people, cryptids, aliens, and all things supernatural dominate. Immerse yourself in a dimension of ominous trepidation with your hosts, Dan, Danny, and Rachel. Welcome to the Phantom Faction Podcast. Welcome to this edition of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And I'm Rachel. Brought to you by Rampage Coffee. That's right. All right. Don't forget to order. Yes. Use the code word Phantom. RampageCoffee.com. Here another week, sitting around the table, mm-hmm. drinking Rampage Coffee. <laughs> the haunted dining room table. Yeah. And yeah. we've had some really good guests lately. We have uh, a lot of other really great ones lined up. Mm-hmm. Uh, some popular ones, ones that people may have seen on other podcasts and other paranormal shows. But today, mm-hmm. we have a gentleman from Pittsburgh. All right. And uh, we have Tom from, what was that name? <laughs> Repeat that once again for us. Perkops for short. It's Celestial Oddities Parasecers. All right. Wow. From <laughs> Pittsburgh. That's a, that's a great place. I've been there many times. Have you? I have. Well, I've been to a, really? I've been to several uh, Pittsburgh Pirates games. I, right. I went and saw Rush down in Pittsburgh. Oh, did you? And uh, Tom and I were talking about Promanti Brothers, the yeah, uh, the, the, the famous sand, the famous sandwiches down there where they put the the meat and then the French fries and then the coleslaw. Oh no! All in one, <laughs> and it's it's like. It's awesome. <laughs> you ever go to Pittsburgh? Go have a Promanti Brothers uh, sandwich. So Pittsburgh has many great things, and it seems to me, Tom, that uh, it must have a lot of spirits as well. There's a lot going on here. We only actually just started maybe six months ago as a team, and we've done quite a few out-of-state locations and nothing really in Pittsburgh itself. Because we're trying to hit um, some bigger places, more famous places. So where did your uh, whole thing get started as far as uh, liking the paranormal? Uh, was this as a young child? or Actually, I didn't have any experiences till I got married and I bought a house. And there was a lot of activity going on there. Yeah. We used to hear screams. We had things flying across rooms. Hmm. My kids were... Their names were called, and I'd see shadows and people in pretty active location. That's kind of how I got into it. Wow. Um, and are you still there? No, I got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> she, she got the ghosts and the house? Yeah. <laughs> the house is gone. Now somebody else owns it. Oh. So let's, let's back up and let's talk about this house that you bought. And where did it... Where did you when did you realize that it was haunted and there was a lot of paranormal activity going on? My kids would hear there like my daughter was up on the second floor and she come down, she's like, Dad, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't want anything. She's like, Well, you were calling my name and I'm like, No, I wasn't because she would hear her name called and then my son was doing homework in the living room. And his binder went flying across the room like somebody slapped it. And it just, I was sitting on the couch. I had a little boy walk up to me about two feet away, dressed kind of in old-time clothing. And he said, hi, my name's Billy. And I looked at him, and he was gone instantly. So wow. we had a lot of activity. My um. 
I wasn't home the one time and my son called me and they were fairly small and he's like, Dad, you got to get home. And I'm like, what's going on? He said he was, I had three kids and they were up in the one bedroom and they heard a loud scream and my wife was in the kitchen on another floor and she thought it was them, they thought it was her. They kind of met halfway and they're like, why are you screaming? And my wife's like, why are you screaming? But I guess it was just a scream from beyond. My neighbor said that she's heard screams come from that house when we were there. Jeez. <laughs> Did you ever do any uh, digging into the into the past uh, or history of the home and see if there anything you know had happened inside the home or on the property? I had a neighbor that lived up the street. The house was built in the 1920s. And he said that they used to have wakes, I guess, in the old days before funerals. They would just have people in the living room or whatever. So there was people there. I did go downtown Pittsburgh. They have a book of records where, like, if you go on your date to your house, there's a book and a page number. And if you take that to the records room, they look up that book and page, and then you get to read the previous deed. And then I made copies, and I got all the way back to the 1800s, the late 1800s, before the house was even built. And it was owned by Pittsburgh Coal and Samuel Boggs. So it's something you can actually go back as far as you want, just from your deed. Mm -hmm. How long did you stay in this home? Uh, I was probably there 15 years. And did you always have activity the whole time you lived there? Pretty much. Did you ever have a medium or a psychic come in and try to connect with any of the spirits? No. I. That's kind of how I got into it myself. I had a friend of mine who was kind of getting into it also. I went on vacation and he put a digital recorder in my back room in an addition part and closed the door. And I come home about a week later and he said, you got to listen to this. And there was a woman's voice that said the back door, plain as day. And at the time, I, there was an addition. I, there wasn't a door there. But about a month later, I was got in the kitchen. Well, I had some contractors got in the kitchen. And they found a door between the walls that they had sealed in, which I suppose originally went into the back of the house. No spirits don't like changes. No, they hate <laughs> renovations, right? Well, my contract was, was actually a relative of my wife's, and he said they, they didn't even like to work there because his guys were like, they would hear somebody talking in their ear and stuff being moved and all kinds of stuff. So tell us a bit about your group. How many investigators do you have? Um, there's six of us. There's Garrett and his best friend Mikey, and then there's Jen and Sean, they're married, then there's me and my son. So there's six of us all together. We're kind of diverse. We got two best friends, a married couple, and a dad and son. Do you uh, use the equipment that we see on television and stuff? Um, K2 meters? Uh... We got a K2, we got a DVR system, mm -hmm. which generally we try to hook up if, if we can. Because that's like records in total darkness and has four cameras you can put anywhere and record places we're not at. And we got obuluses, we got REM pods, we got it all. I'm kind of a fan of a digital recorder myself. Right. 
it's a lot of work to listen to all that mm-hmm. or to go over like that DVR system, you know, you have four cameras and we were at that Bell Air House in Ohio for a whole weekend. And, you know, you have four cameras for 72 hours. That's a lot of footage to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Tom, in, in the, the emails that we were sending back and forth, you said you've, you've been to Gettysburg many times, Moundsville Prison, Hillview Manor, uh, Anchorage Mansion, and even the Trans-Allegheny uh, Lunatic Asylum. So you've, you've done some pretty well-known haunted locations. Do you, do you have a favorite one that you've been to that's, that's really worked out paranormal-wise for you? Or? Yeah, no, we've gone to Hillview Manor, too, that one in Pennsylvania, and we went to that Lake Shawnee. Also, which is that old abandoned amusement park. But overall, I'd have to say the Bel Air House in Ohio was probably the most extreme thing that we've done, or I'd say the most extreme activity we've had. And I'm actually going back there again this coming weekend. And that's, you know, we get we go in there Friday and we have the place to ourselves till Sunday. Can you tell us a little bit about the investigations you did there and some of the activity you had? I would say the first night we had a little bit going on. Second night you're sitting there. Like I said, we have the DVR system with the four cameras. And we're all sitting around the living room. We had a couple other people with us. And the DVR system shut down because we had cameras everywhere. And then it rebooted and it only went to the basement camera. But at that point... We were in the living room. One of the guys who were with us, his voice changed, his whole facial expression changed. He got possessed, and um, which was kind of caught me off guard. I'd never really experienced that before. But he was truly possessed. It was like his whole personality changed. We grabbed him. We tried to get him out of the house. Into, we were sitting him on a porch, and I grabbed him, and I'm kind of screaming, like, whatever the F is in there, get the hell out of him. And then we ended up taking them back inside, and we all gathered around a table, and Garrett is kind of more into that kind of stuff. So he kind of did a ritual. It took probably an hour before we got him back to semi-normal anyway. Did he remember anything about being uh, possessed? No. I mean, he kind of, you know, he was sitting there and he started tearing up like he was almost crying. And we're like, what's wrong? And he kind of remembers that part. And then he don't really remember much about the possession itself. But as we were sitting around the table, he was sitting there, like, looking around and, like, his weird eyes. And he's like, oh, it's going upstairs now. It's going into the attic. And he was, like, seeing things we couldn't actually see and talking and his weird voice. So he don't really remember, but I know after all that happened... I went up in the attic myself with no equipment because there was a couch there, and I sat down, and I'm like, you know, this is bullshit. I said, I ain't taking shit from you. <laughs> I kind of called it out, but I didn't really get much happening to me, though. They were afraid of you. <laughs> <laughs> is there any other uh, experiences that you've had that it, it really kind of shook you up or uh, uh, anywhere, actually? Yeah, I was doing a house. An old lady was raped and murdered in the entranceway, and it sat vacant for a little while, and this woman bought it, had a couple kids. She called. This is when I was with the other group. 
And she said that she kept hearing things in the attic and they were unsettled and the kids were having trouble. So we get there, we talk to her, we do some stuff. But once again, I go up in the attic myself and I'm sitting there, you know, nothing around me. I called it out again. I'm like, you know, this is bullshit. I said, why don't you come get me? And I used the M and F -er word. <laughs> and then I felt like this burning sensation on my back. And I went downstairs and my sister-in-law, who was part of that group, looked at me and I was actually bleeding where something attacked me and I was, it drew blood. Hmm. So that was kind of an intense situation. Yeah. No kidding. So you got yeah. the scratches and everything? Yeah. Now, do you do anything to protect yourself? Um. <laughs> you learned the hard way, Tom. So now you, know, you think that you would be doing some protection. You know, we try to do like a group prayer or something beforehand. But then I guess if you get reckless or you really go after some, that ain't going to help you. <laughs> no, you get complacent and you forget too, right? Like, how, yeah. how, like you know, we're also paranormal investigators and, you know, we always say before we go in, we're going to ground ourselves, you know, envision ourselves, you know, surrounded in protective white lights, blah, blah, blah. And we never do it. And at the end of the night, we go, oh. Yeah. Oh, we didn't do our protection. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. What about, what about uh, you or any of your uh, fellow investigators have anything attached themselves to and follow you home? No, not that I know. No. I mean, we always, I know I always be probably in place, say, you know, you're not allowed to come with me, stay with me or whatever, but I haven't had anything follow me back yet or yeah. anyone that I've been with. No. Everywhere I go, I try to grab some type of object from the place. If I'm at a home, you know, I got like his three-foot booty this guy had in his attic that he was definitely afraid of. And he's like, I want to get rid of it. And I'm like, can I have it? But everywhere I go, I try to take a piece of something home with me. So hopefully I don't bring something bad home one of these times. Well, you're, you're asking for trouble there, pal. <laughs> Living in a haunted house for so many years, too, it's almost like, you know, no big deal for you if it, if something does follow you home too, too, right? No, I, you know, that stuff don't really scare me. It drives me crazy when I see some of these shows and something happens and people run and scream and like, oh my God. <laughs> and like, oh, we got to get out of here. That's why I'm there. Yeah. For that stuff to happen, you know what I mean? I'm not going to run because something falls over or I see something. Mm -hmm. Like, I was on Gettysburg and... I hate to bring a show up, but Ghost Adventures had that one thing where they had an apparition walk across the tracks down by the train yard. So I was sitting at the train yard. I just shoved my camera off, and I seen the exact same thing, and I ran right at it, and it was gone. But, you know, I'm not going to run away from it. I'm going to run at it. Same with Hillview Manor up here sitting there, and I was in the hallway, and I seen a shadow figure walk across the hall and I, I run at them, I don't run away from them. Right. Right. Yeah, they seem to, uh, they seem to run from you right now, so. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good mindset to have though yeah. too, right? Oh, oh, exactly. Because you're not opening up to them and you're, you're showing them that yep. you're the boss, right? Yep. And you're not afraid of them. I so. would think that's a, a frustration for them is that they can't get through to you because you've, uh, you've set up the block type of thing. So is that the way you feel? Yeah, about you know, I, I've worked with psychics. I have people with psychic 
But I I don't know if I'm so skeptical or I'm just that yeah. bad attitude, like you said, kind of thing, where I don't feel nothing, I don't sense anything, I just go for it. Now, do you do a lot of research before you uh, you head on to these uh, the different places that you investigate? Yeah, well, now with this team, we have a guy who researches, does a write-up where we're going, all the history, and he posted on Instagram and our Facebook page, so people can actually go on there and read it. Now, when I was doing homes, I did a lot of research myself, and I had a call. I know this one drives everyone crazy, but I had a call at like 3 in the morning, and this woman lived in Johnstown, PA, mm -hmm. and she said she'd seen a demon llama in her hallway, and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, there's a llama with glowing red eyes in my hallway. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> now, I mean, you know, you kind of got to believe some of these people when they call you because they, even though you may not believe it, she was sincere enough where I really thought she's seen it. But anyway, back to the research part. She lived in Johnstown, PA, where there was a big flood there and there were like thousands of people laying in the street dead and they have like a mass grave there now and everything else which i knew johnstown had the flood but i never really researched it to the point where i knew there were thousands of people you know buried in the streets and mm -hmm. you know a lot of them were unclaimed and they made a mass grave up there so yeah i try to research what i can yeah sometimes i find even with our group or even uh, with Rachel along now, Rachel uh, um, a being a medium, but I don't like to tell her too much before we go into it, just to see, you know, get some... Some validations. Some validations, yeah, on it. Uh, as far as the investigating goes, um, I'm the one that likes to do a lot of that research, um, but sometimes, again, I don't want to know because it's going to guide me to a certain area or mm -hmm. whatever I'd like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, your name's Rachel? Yep. Right? Okay. Now, I've worked with psychics in the past, and I, and I don't mean this towards you in any way, shape, or form, but I feel, personally, psychics tend to throw me off what I want to do. You know what I mean? You walk in with a psychic, and she says, well... I see Billy over in the corner. You're going to concentrate on what she's saying and not really do the overall thing while you're there. If that makes any sense to you. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I think it's like it's good to have. And I actually have a girl that I can send pictures to and she'll, she can kind of give me a vibe from the picture, which is good, but it's it gives me a clue, but it's not a distraction either. And I'm not, I'm not putting you down in any way, shape, or form. Oh, no. Same. <laughs> no offense taken, right? No, no. But you're full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even saying that they're wrong or they're full of shit. Yeah. But, you know, there could be ten spirits here and you're only concentrating on one because yeah. that's the one you're feeling or seeing or... Right. We can be missing a lot of evidence by going with yeah. just one train of thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely sometimes you don't want to be guided in the wrong way. You want to uh, capture what you feel. And then, like I said, we will try to validate with, uh, with Rachel, uh, see right. if she was getting anything. But uh, yeah, you, you don't want to be guided in the wrong direction there. But 
Uh, have you done uh, prisons? I did Moundsville Penitentiary, but that was quite a while ago. Yeah. But it was a cool place. And, and did you get anything or? Uh... I heard a lot of like jail cell doors and noises. Mm -hmm. Didn't really see much, but I did hear a lot of things and we got some audio. Right. So with the diversity of your group, the six of you, a father, son, and uh, a married, married couple, yeah. Um, now, do they see or hear things differently than you might? Well, like if we get to a location, we'll generally set up like a REM pod and all gather around one room mm -hmm. just to see if anything happens, get a feel for the place, and then we kind of go our separate ways and we switch partners. It's not like mm -hmm. I can't go with the wife. You know, Jen or right. he just kind of switch it up from there. Right. Uh, so you're getting the different views of different people. Yeah, because we all do things a little differently. So you know, I'm and I never consider myself an expert, and I don't think there's any experts really. But everybody does things a little differently, and I'm willing to learn, willing to see what other people do or try, and go from there. Do you have like previous meetings to sit and decide uh, what you're going to do before you move into this place or? Well, we have a group text that we go through mostly, but we do get together once in a blue moon and try to figure things out. But like I said, we've only been around, you know, five months. We're trying to get a, find somebody to do video for us, videographer. And, you know, we're going to try to start making like real shows. Right. Try to be real with people. So you'd like to put them on YouTube or some of your uh, your better investigations? Well, we're going to do all the investigations, whether we get something or not. Or, you know, we want to be real. You know, like Ghost Adventures, they're in summer five minutes. They got activity the whole time. That's not reality to me mm. or my experience anyway. I mean, you can go to a place and spend six or eight hours and not catch anything. Right. And, and we'll come on and tell the people, hey, you know, we didn't catch anything. Right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with not catching anything. That's true. But we're not going to, like, you know, have my son run over and throw a book against the wall and be like, oh, did you hear that? You know, <laughs> yeah. we're, not, we're just going to be real and see what happens. Right. Now, is it just uh, chasing spirits, ghosts and stuff, or, or do, would you do any other paranormal phenomenon like uh, aliens or Bigfoot. Bigfoot? I do not. As a group, we're pretty much strictly ghosts, but I've had experiences. I have a cabin up in the woods in Somerset, Pennsylvania, and my brother-in-law swears he's seen a Sasquatch walk across this trail, you know, a couple miles from the cabin. I've heard noises. Right. Once again, I'm one of those people that kind of don't disbelieve anything, but I don't jump right in and try to convince anybody else of my feelings either. If you believe me, you can take it for what you want. I'm not going to push my opinion on anybody. Now, Tom, let's let's talk about Pittsburgh a bit. Um, I, I know Pennsylvania has a lot of haunted locations, especially with... Uh, Gettysburg and some of the other places you've mentioned, but is there any, any really good hot spots in the city proper? They have a ghost tour. I don't know who runs it, but I guess they walk you through some of the streets and give you a history of buildings. And My son actually works for the county of Pittsburgh, and he works at the old jail once in a while. 
and he claims he hears things, you know, pick cathedrals, supposedly haunted, but I never really investigated the city itself, but there's a lot of legends and lores around. Tom Barker from right. the Pittsburgh area. With of cops. The, of cops, which is... <laughs> Tell us again, Don. Oh, my goodness. Celestial Oddities, Parrot Seekers. There you go. <laughs> I, was having a, I was having a brain fart on that one again. Uh, uh, yeah. And where did this name come from? One of the guys in the group, his name's Garrett. He has a podcast also that's called Celestial Oddities, Para, Paranormal Guys. Because mm-hmm. it was like him and his buddy do a podcast. So it's kind of just all built around the original Celestial Oddities name, I guess. Right. Right. So, Tom, the number one thing our listeners want to hear is the best ghost stories, the scary stuff. And we want you to go through your Rolodex of uh, investigations <laughs> that you've done and tell us some of your more memorable uh, investigations and or stories. And has, have there ever been any uh, places that really made you feel uneasy or you wanted you wanted to get out of there or just you know it was uh, I, I know you're the kind of guy that runs towards the shadow people and and that sort of thing but I think we've all been in locations where we've been like oh man I don't like I don't like this place and I want to leave I can honestly say I never wanted to leave but like I said we had that guy being possessed at the Bel Air house and that was on a Saturday night we're sleeping there obviously because we had the place all weekend so when it was time to you know it's like two three in the morning and i'm just i'm like i'm tired i need to try to get some sleep but i was actually laying on the couch right next to where he got possessed <laughs> so i mean there was, i wasn't saying i was scared but it was a different feeling i guess than normal put it that way so is this gentleman that was possessed is he still part of your your team uh, not the team I'm with now. Oh, okay. So I was, was going to say, if you ever go back to the the Bel Air house, is he going to sit that one out, <laughs> or is he going to go, <laughs> or is he going to go? But right. I guess that answers that. You said you're going back to the Bel Air house. Yeah, I'm leaving Friday. Yeah, is it another three day, four day investigation? Yeah, we we I think we get there like four thirty in the afternoon, then we got to be out sometime Sunday. No real strict guidelines whenever we want, pretty much. Right. And is there something that you're expecting to find or something that you're going after this time? We're going to do a little more aggressive approach, I would say, mm-hmm. just because we were all kind of caught off guard. Because, I mean, we had a little bit of activity Friday night, Saturday, you know, simple things here and there, and then that happened, and that kind of just caught us all off guard. Right. So now I think we know what to expect and we're going to try a little harder to mm-hmm. maybe be a little more aggressive or try to open some portholes or whatever we got to do. Right. So you, you do get aggressive with the spirits then or you have in the past? Um, I generally, if anyone does, it's just me. Do you, what else uh, you got in the plans coming up? We're going back to the Hillview Manor actually in November and we're going to take couple months off and really review the evidence, try to find somebody to put it all together. And then next year, we're looking at a couple of places in New York. We're thinking about going. There's a castle. I'm trying to think what it's called. It's in, I think it's in West Virginia. Then we were thinking about maybe trying to the original conjuring house in Rhode Island for a weekend. And are these places very open to you guys coming? Uh, or 
you know, is there a monetary value that you have to put down uh, for these places? Yeah, generally they want something. Mm -hmm. And with the six of us, you know, it's not a, nothing extreme that we can't handle. Right. And they're very open. It's like, yep, come in and investigate then. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you pay your money. A lot money. of them actually <laughs> advertise it and have it as a, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're to make money too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I find some places are, are very open to, yes, hope you find something because uh, that'll attract some more business for us. Uh, do you find that in, in some of the places you've been to? Yeah, a lot of the places we've been to have actually already been investigated by some of these so-called investigators on TV. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of ghost shows, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would think we've had some guests on here that have been involved with those shows, and they talk about how much, you know, they're there for a week or five days or more, and then, you know, it has to get down to 43 minutes. Is that yeah. what they said? 43 minutes for an hour show. And some of the evidence, good evidence, yeah. gets ends up on the, the cutting room floor for yeah. some reason. And so... Yeah. So yeah, a lot of it's uh, you're not even showing. So yeah, it's a, a little difficult. But you would be used to that if you're doing uh, investigations for three, four days, uh, and then watching your cameras, listening to your recorders. Tom, one of the places you said you've been to is the Trans Allegheny uh, Lunatic Asylum, and uh, I mean that's probably one of the more well-known places where. You know, you've had ghost hunters and ghost adventures and all these paranormal shows go to. It's it's a huge location, isn't it? Yeah, I believe there is 700 rooms, maybe. Wow. Or 600. And that's only just one building. There's several buildings, but they only let you into the main building. And, you know, I think we were there from 10 o'clock at night till 6 in the morning, maybe. Do you recall and, any, any activity from that place? I did see the shadow person there that I, I was telling you about earlier. There was a room where there's an old lady just supposedly haunted the place. My son and Garrett were inside, and I was kind of sitting in the archway looking in the hall, too. And I seen that figure walk across, and I, I didn't even say anything. I just jumped up and ran, and them two were like, what the hell is he doing? But, you know, there's that was a pretty big thing, and... There's an old piano there that people, not me personally, but other members of the group heard. And, you know, there was a lot of activity as a group that we caught more than just me, myself. Because the place is so big, you know, we were there, we would split up and go to a location for an hour and then move and move and move. So, you know, and we still didn't even get half the places that we really wanted to hit. Mm -hmm. That's why we're going back in November. But yeah, it's a big place. I'll definitely go back. There would be so much negative energy there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It'd be an exciting one. You're, you got the shivers. <laughs> yeah. there, <isn't> it? <laughs> our our medium's our medium's getting the chills. Yeah. I don't know anything about that place. I just, while we were talking about it, I just got shivers from it. So I'm like, Ooh. Really? Yeah. <laughs> now, what kind of feelings do you have when you go into a location? They're all different. Sometimes, like, uh, if we go into a place, um, I might see something or I get feelings or it just, it all, it depends on the, where we go and what, uh, what's going on there. What kind of energy is yeah, there Yeah, what too, kind right? of energy is happening, yeah. Um, 
And yeah, I. Now, is that something? You, have you had that all your life, or did you get like hit by a bus? And <laughs> oh, she's been hit by several buses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just I've had it all my life. I just coming out of the closet recently. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys investigate? We sometimes get called for to do uh, people's residences and businesses, but. Last little bit, or last couple of years, it's always been, I think, me knocking on knocking on doors of like historical places, like old uh, theaters and yeah. um, museums, uh, museums and archives and things like that. We we've been doing a lot of uh, outdoor locations as well because that those are things that tend to get uh, ignored as right. by paranormal investigators. Is outdoor locations. I mean, I, I imagine one of the more popular ones, especially. That you've done is Gettysburg because it's all outdoor, but right. we've we've been recently going to a quarry uh, close by that's had a lot of drownings in the past. So many that they had to fill it up, you know, with uh, oh, with mm -hmm. earth and and yep. rock. Yeah, and Rachel and I have been went went to a lady's home not too long ago right, where she's yeah. had a lot of experiences, and and we we think it was something to do with the land more than the uh, more than the home. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think a lot of people forget that there's a lot of energy in the land, especially with native land, um, uh, elemental spirits, earth spirits, that, mm -hmm. that type of thing. So if anybody's listening mm -hmm. and they're a paranormal team, I would encourage you to do some outdoor investigations. Yeah. You know, but stay away from the cemeteries. Because yeah. we never ever seem to get any uh, real activity at cemeteries because who the heck wants to hang out where you're buried right <laughs> you want to go like hospital grounds would be yeah would be uh somewhere to go old uh, i would imagine any abandoned home that you would find on some you know dirt side road somewhere would have spirits in it as well so yeah yeah we're pretty open to investigating um uh I think we do get called every once in a while to homes, but uh, yeah, we're more into the uh, the old buildings, the old restaurants, the old uh, something with a little bit of a story to it, a history to it too. Yeah. So yeah, we've we've got so many uh, uh, like older buildings around the area that we're in. Where uh, are you in again? We're in Ontario, about two hours out of Toronto. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, north of Toronto. We're and, dealing uh, with the Canadian ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to Canada? No, I went to Niagara Falls a long time ago. <laughs> Who yeah. hasn't, right? <laughs> Who hasn't, yeah. Yeah, yeah but Niagara is a very haunted area as well. Oh, so. yeah, tons. Yeah. But a lot well, of time. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that went over them falls and didn't survive. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. in the, the War of 1812, too, right? Because that's, that's the border. Yeah, I so guess so. A lot of battles fought right there and a lot of. A lot of uh, soldiers on both sides died. Niagara is certainly one that a lot of people flock to. A lot of energy. Yeah. Just its geography alone. Look at the yeah. energy that's yeah. created by those falls too, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah there's a lot of energy there, I'm sure. But like we did that Lake Shawnee, which is, it was an, it's an old amusement park. They still had some of the rides there, like the swings and you know, mm -hmm. Ferris wheel and things. But what happened was... I guess they're back in the day the Indians lived there because we're talking about history, but and somebody bought the land and figured they'd put an amusement park there and there was a lake and this that 
and a lot of people drowned in the lake. They had all kinds. Of, there was a little girl that was killed on the swings. Oh god, it's a cursed land. They ended land. up shutting down, and but at one point they were doing landscaping, and they found all these old Indian relics and bone, like a burial ground, and all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was a pretty cool place. Right. And we kind of just took tents with us because they said you could just camp out there if you want to. So that was, as far as history goes, that was a pretty cool history of the place. And where is this location? Um, it's called Lake Shawnee. I believe it's in Ohio. Okay. Yeah. But that was on that, um, I'm trying to think what show, that psychic woman and that cop guy. Oh. Dead Files? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And they were there? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, is that right? Yeah, I think if you look it up, just Google yeah. Lake Shawnee, and you, there's a bunch of places people would have been there. Mm -hmm. But they wouldn't let Zach in for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big fan of it. I know, but I won't tell you. Yeah. So you find yourself, uh, like you mentioned before, you're somewhat of a skeptic, but you're, you, you like searching for the answers, but you do have somewhat of a belief in the uh, spirit world. I know, yeah, I definitely believe there's something out there. There's different levels of consciousness and, you know, different planes and everything else. Now, I don't know if she meditates, but a lot of the psychic people that I know or people that have feelings tend to do the meditation thing and jump to a different level of consciousness and maybe that's where the spirits are. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know if you ever heard of the Akashic Records. Have you ever heard that oh, one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, we had a show on that once. Uh, yeah. Danny's cousin can access them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I believe there's things out there. And I think as humans, we're kind of a stupid species and programmed from day one what to believe and what not to believe. Right. Like if you open your train of thought or, you know, I think there's a lot out there that we just blow over. Because right. we're trained not to believe it. Mm -hmm. right. Do you find yourself opening up more and more through the years? No, I'm close. No. <laughs> <laughs> Casey's honest, right? Yeah. Nope. Thing, and I start thinking about Shania Twain and stuff. <laughs> hey, there, there's my guy. <laughs> Tom, thank you very much. No problem. So do you guys have a Facebook or Instagram that where people can we find you? Yeah, we have Facebook, Instagram, all kinds of stuff. Just look up Celestial Oddities, Parasecrets. Alrighty. <laughs> all right, Tom, thank you very much. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Are you tired of stale grocery store coffee? Mm -hmm. Then you need to check out Rampage Coffee. It's roasted fresh to order and delivered to your doorstep anywhere in Canada and the United States. It's delicious, and they have a high-caffeine blend called C4 that will blast you out of your morning slippers. Oh, wow. Get free shipping in Canada on their sampler bundle to try all four of their fantastic blends using the code PHANTOM. Go to rampagecoffee.com today. You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast with your hosts, Dan, Danny, and Rachel. So we want to thank Tom once yeah. again from yes. uh, Celestial Oddities Paraseekers. I got it right this time. I didn't have to write it down. Yes, cops. Cops. 
<laughs> There's a bunch of them, right? Yeah, there, we had the, the cops team from Kingston, Ontario, which right. is the Correctional Officers Paranormal Society. Now we've got cops from Pittsburgh. and Right. So, yeah, I thought he would have had, a, uh, I thought there would have been more Tales from the City. Yeah. But they do a lot of traveling, which is really cool, too. Yeah. You know, lots of places that I would love to go to. Yeah. Especially oh, the, you know, the Moundsville Prison and, right. and that Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. You know, you see all these shows on TV. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, man, why did it have to be so far away? Yeah. Right? And a lot of these places, too, though, they'll say, yeah, you can come in, but it's going to cost yeah, you a little bit. Yeah, pay a few bucks. And but if you, you get, get a there. team, you all chip in, uh, you know. Do you ever wonder... With places like that, what the spirits think when there's, like, there must be a paranormal team in there every weekend, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I would think so, yeah. Like Bobby Mackey's. Yeah. Because we were mm -hmm. supposed to head down there before COVID struck in, mm -hmm. in April. Right. And, you know, they actually have a, a lady who does all the bookings for them. Mm -hmm. So, like, I wonder what the spirits think. Is they're like, oh, here we go here we again. Go again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how many times will I have to hear someone say, we just want to connect with you and can you show us a sign? <laughs> yeah. But uh, who knows? Yeah. And and there are teams, uh, in, even even on the, the, the television shows, where they've gone to a place like Bobby Mackey's and it's been dead quiet. Right. And then another team goes in and the place is hopping. Yeah. So... Is it them, or is it the spirits, or is it a combination of both? You yeah. know, is the moon, the planets aligned, and the stars, yeah. and, you know, so you never know. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a hard thing, but yeah, I, I agree with that. It's And I think that they've, they've tried to define whether it's just the time of year or what, you know, exactly yeah. what you said. What, yeah. You know, oh, the moon was in a certain position, but, um, which I think can have some effect, definitely, yeah. but... I'm also thinking the same thing you, where the spirits but are the going. the moon's an alien base, Danny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's got, oh, it's got yeah. nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah. But, so. yeah, I do think the spirits sometimes are just like, oh, not again. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, uh, we'll be back after you guys are all mm -hmm. done, you know, so. Um, I'd mentioned to him as well, to Tom, about all the abandoned homes. Right. You know, you, you drive out in the country, and there's all these old farm homes that are, empty been there been empty for years and i've always wondered like i wonder if i should just pull over and do some evp sessions on my phone mm -hmm. in the house and see what happens right because i mean those spirits they haven't interacted with anybody nope for a long long time if, if they've been in the home right and that's almost something i'd like to do maybe, maybe start doing some little uh day trips and do some daytime right you know little EVP sessions or, or K2 sessions in these homes. So that'd be kind of neat. Yeah. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm always amazed. Um, there's there's Facebook sites on abandoned homes mm -hmm. in Ontario. Yeah, and I, stuff I belong and to one. Yeah. It's called Abandoned Ontario. Yeah, I, I love those. And there's people that, but, that's all they do. Every yeah. weekend they go and find these abandoned places and take pictures. And Yeah. Um, now, how much legality there is to go into these places, I'm not sure. Well, but. as long as you don't fall through the floorboards <laughs> in the basement. Yeah, right? yeah. And then, I don't think people really care. Especially no. Especially no. when there's a tree growing through the living room. Yeah. You know, it's been there a while. Yeah. I can see that with uh, some of those older homes that are dilapidated and stuff. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, some of them are just have been abandoned for a short while. And these people are going in and trying to find and Sometimes stuff. it's just a foundation. Yes. Like the wood, the frames is all gone. It's just the basement. 
Yeah. Right? So that'd be interesting to do too. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of them around this area too. Tons of them. Tons yeah. of them. So that's something to, to investigate yeah. at some that's, point. Yes. That's basically an outdoor investigation as well a little bit, right? Oh yeah. Because there's nothing around there. You got to walk down this laneway that's 200 yards long and there's, <laughs> yep. you know, the grass is growing knee high and yep. so, yeah, very cool. And the quarry that we mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. you went back recently. I just went back. Um, and just wanted to to see if there was a way that now I don't know how much we've we've said about the quarry that we went and did that mini investigation. Well, let's say it again. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we went one day before our podcast to to the quarry, and now this quarry uh, was filled in, I believe, in the seventies um, because of drownings. Um, apparently nobody in this town knows how to swim. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They're all sinking to the bottom of poor buggers. Uh, but the conservation land is still there. And what they did was they just filled it in, got some fill, and then they just filled the whole thing in. Mm -hmm. And um, But there was that we know of so far. Mm -hmm. We haven't done our full research on it yet, but we know of at least two drownings that have happened. And there may be more. Well, and we believe that Rachel picked up on one of them. There was a dock in the center of, of the conservation area. A floating so, dock? A floating dock. Okay. And everybody would get on that type of thing. And apparently a guy had uh, jumped off and dove rather than... Mm -hmm. And got his head stuck right in the uh, below, right? Like hit his head in the wow. in the bottom. They said his... And the story that I heard was that his head literally got stuck there. Now, when we were there doing the investigation, Rachel, right off the bat, before knowing any of this, Rachel says, you know, I've got a headache. There's something, there's pain in my head. Right? See it, Rachel. <laughs> we want to hear you. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. I was just like, oh, my head, like, I've got a pounding headache right now. I don't know what's going on there. And You were also yeah. picking up on some other stuff too, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got the, I got two teenage males. Right. And um, I got some younger people <laughs> yeah. um which we think is our little guy jake or yeah Jacob from the yeah. theater that we used yeah, to and a little girl and a little well. girl yeah oh, really yeah. yeah she picked up on a little girl and there was another female voice that also yeah, yeah now we recorded the the session just about 15 20 minutes of it and the session picked up and that's uh, the first time you used your spirit box yes i was using the spirit box and it was it was uh pretty active it was very active, it was. and um, I, I was holding the digital recorder beside the spirit box and asking questions. And we were getting, we heard your name, Rachel. We heard my name. Yeah. And they all came through very clear. And I was always skeptical about the whole spirit box because I'm in radio and it's like, that's just a radio station. But when you hear the same voice go through, seven or eight, nine, 10, 11 stations, it's and that quick, it. yeah. And then that voice appears again, but not on the same like frequency that it started on before. So I was like, well, this thing is really working, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so then I just carried on because I thought it's working, I've got it going, you know? And that's the first time that I've ever seen it work. I, you know, I've seen others work, Tony. Yeah, Tony Edward, his old time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, I had never really paid much attention to it because I'm like, ah, it's just radio stations. It's a, 
this time I was like, okay, I'm convinced because right. the voices that we were getting, uh, definitely a teenage, uh, teenage boys. It almost sounded like they were still jumping in the water. Having fun? <laughs> yeah, like just by the... Uh, uh, you've got some of your notes there, don't you? Yeah, I do. And I, th I think one was even saying they're hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, and, and what I did was I wrote down what I thought some of these things were saying, because sometimes it's hard to hear with the radio going, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I sent it over to Rachel and I sent it to, to uh, Tony as well. Right. And comparing notes. I mean, we sometimes we got different things, but... Different people hear different. Uh, sure. it, it's all in the same syllables, mind you. But you know, it's it's what you pick up, and and I believe when you're there and actually doing it, it's like okay, I, I think I heard my name there. Or I think you know, and then you confirm that later on. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and so. there was definitely a distinguish, distinguish <clears throat> like you could tell it was a an older male versus the child voice. Like those yeah. came through. See, and I was yeah. on the other side of the field doing my own thing, and I didn't hear any of it until I came <laughs> back, so. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, but, uh, so we definitely wanted to do a full investigation and contacted Tony, and he, you know, I think it's gonna happen, so that'll be good. And we're able to, I was there uh, just this past weekend, and with my son, and I said, look, we can actually, it's flattened down enough and it's not muddy. You can actually go right into where the water was, right in the middle if you wanted, mm -hmm. right where that uh, float would have been, right? The, right. the dock that was tied down. Um, so that should be interesting to see if we get the uh, same amount of BBPs and... Uh, see what Rachel picks up on and... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll look forward to going see again. They, see if they come to visit you a couple of days before, too. Yeah. Which happens, right? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. yeah. And uh, I've challenged Rachel as well uh, her, for her drawing abilities. Because, um, uh, no, I haven't seen anything yet. But um, I was told that one of the boys that drowned, his gravesite was just through the pathway that leads over to, from the conservation area, over to the cemetery. Oh. So my wife and I took a little drive one night, a romantic date to the cemetery. I <laughs> <laughs> can hear you scream here. Yeah, it was dusk, but uh, it was really nice. And bats were flying around, the moon was shining. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we found the grave of this young man. And Is there a picture of him? There was a picture of him on it. Really? Yes. So I've challenged Rachel. I said, I want you to draw him, and then I will show you the picture. We'll compare it. So we're going to try that at some point. See, I just got a, an image popped into my head. Good, you draw and, one. And I got a mm -hmm. wicked shiver up my back. <laughs> Is that right? And I'm thinking, and I was going to go, oh, does he? Don't. <laughs> and I looked over Rachel. She's like, give me the dagger eyes because I think that you picked up on something there. Yeah. So, well, I can show you the picture. But, uh, did you take a picture of it? Yes. With your phone? Yeah. Okay. Don't show them. All right. <laughs> But you haven't seen it yet. No, she hasn't right, seen so it. No. Yeah, and get your spirits in a twist. Yeah, kick you under the table here soon. <laughs> so we're. Uh, I'm really want to look into it a little further as well. Like uh, now we found that one boy and heard the story. I want to find out who the other one was. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hearing different stories. I'm hearing the same last name, but nobody seems to know the boy's first name. Uh, again, it was a teenager, I believe. So that's that's one of the things that we've been we're doing investigating. And we'll have to take lots of pictures. Yes, especially when it gets dark and the orbs are floating around. Yeah, and, and see. We'll yeah. ask them. Listen, can you guys pose? 
Yeah. Right? Can you stand on the dock? Stand on the dock, yeah. But yeah, we'll keep everybody informed on, uh, on our progression on this. But as I dig a little deeper, we're finding out things and... We, and uh, we have to do any outdoor, outdoor stuff now before the winter, right? Yeah. And that was uh, when we did the original 15 minute there, I was getting bug bites all yes. over me. <laughs> There's not, they're not there anymore, the bugs. No, no so, more no. bugs. Yeah. Snow bugs. Yeah. So it'll be uh, nice to do that. So we'll keep everybody informed on how we did. That's right. And once again, thanks, Tom, for being on the show. Yes. Until next time. See you, Rachel. Thanks for listening. See you, thanks. Dan. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Phantom Faction Podcast. A podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com.